Hello, Fempreneurs. Lindsay Berry here. Today's episode of the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast features me presenting to a group of Cochrane, Alberta and area business owners. I had the privilege of being invited to speak to the Cochrane Business Network, and I put together a presentation about how to get started on social media and how to create new income streams through, through social media. And I had such a great time presenting because it was so rare that I got to present to a group of not only women, but also men. And as I'm sure you know, they have a very different perspective uh, on certain things than women do. So it challenged me. Um, It was really interesting to get to know some of their challenges. And uh, a lot of these people shared their ideas and it was just a really interactive presentation. Uh, For those of you who haven't um, been to one of my presentations before, I definitely get everyone talking and engaging and connecting with one another. And so this is no different. Um, The recording of this presentation with the visual, so the visual aspect, the actual video of this presentation can be found at yycfempreneur.com slash CBN, which stands for Cochrane Business Network. So if you want to go over there and actually see the slide presentation that I put together, um, you'll see that there in the video. So I hope you enjoy the presentation and I want to remind you that if you haven't yet registered for our free conference for Fempreneurs, it's a leadership and marketing conference happening January 4th, 5th and 6th. You want to go and grab your free all access, all access pass, $99 value, yours completely free if you're a Fempreneur. And you want to go and do that right now at yycfempreneur.com slash conference. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Perfect. So where was I? Welcoming everyone. As I said, we are lucky enough to have Lindsay Barry here with us this morning, author and marketing consultant, to share uh, a whole bunch of wisdom. I'm not going to do too much of an intro. I'm going to leave that to, to Lindsay herself. But on behalf of the CBN team... Uh, Vivian, Marilyn, Anna, um, Stacey and myself, thank you so much for coming this morning and um, braving those cold conditions outside. Luckily, or hopefully, everyone's got their coffee, breakfast with them and we are excited to have an an action-packed, interesting morning. Uh, We hope to have uh, some time at the end for questions and answers. That's enough from me. Lindsay, it's all you. And while you're doing your quick intro, I will give you the ability to share your screen. Lindsay, is there anything else you need from me? No, I just need to share my screen. Uh, That's, yeah, that's all I need. Uh, Thank you so much, Cochrane Business Network, for inviting me here today. I was saying to my ladies this morning, I I met with my mastermind group this morning, and I was saying to them, I'm kind of nervous. Like, I haven't talked to a group of mixed women and men like I don't know like ever anyway so it's really cool to see some uh some gentlemen in the crowd today so I assure you I won't be speaking specifically to women however a few times I might default to that so if that happens just we'll just go with it I do work primarily with women female business owners and through my organization called YYC Fempreneurs So I teach a marketing school and almost a year ago, I wrote my second book called Find Your Voice on Social Media. So thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to share a little bit of my story and some of the biggest aha moments of my life. So we're going to go a little bit back to basics today when it comes to business and marketing. I, yeah, basically built a business by 
not by choice. I was fired from my job in 2014. I was working um, at Edward Jones and I wasn't making enough money for them. And uh, I knew that I was, you know, treading on thin ice. My commissions weren't where they needed to be. And eventually they did fire me and it was a blessing in disguise. As a business owner, I'm sure you know when you get to that point where you're investing a lot of money in your business and you're not seeing a lot of return, uh, that can get really painful uh, emotionally, spiritually, and just in every aspect of life, being broke sucks. <laughs> so they did me a favor. They shoved me off the diving board into the swimming pool of business ownership, which was, you know, super cool in the end, right? I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for getting fired. <laughs> if, if you've ever been fired and it was the best thing that ever happened to you, put a hell yeah in the chat because I know a lot of people have said that that's uh, a really pivotal moment for them. And it's always kind of cool to see how many people have experienced that and have actually um, had their life impacted in a positive way from something that feels really horrible in the moment. I'm also curious to know what you hope to learn today. So if you have a specific burning question that you came here with today, please pop it in the chat. Mark, I'm going to ask you to um, at some point un unmute yourself and ask those questions for me just so that I don't have to look in the chat. Um, if any if any question is burning in your mind, please pop it in the chat and I'd love to try to tackle it today or circle back with you and have a quick conversation in the coming weeks about it. Um, so if I can be of help to you today, absolutely. Let's, let's, uh, let's try to tackle all that stuff. So I have uh, a free marketing guide for you to grab. If you want to go to yycfempreneur.com slash free gift, there is a really great tool there. It's 1999 value It's completely free. I'd love for you to go and grab it. So make sure you do that after the presentation today, it'll really fill in some of the gaps that we won't have time to cover today. All right, let's dive in. I just wanted to uh, share a little bit more about, I guess, what I'm up to these days, why I'm here. I, I have a marketing school. I teach mastermind group uh, to women. I teach them about these six fundamental parts of marketing, the team, the conversation, the service, the storytelling, creating and automating. And again, I'm going to go a little deeper into all of those into that, in that free gift that you can grab at uh, yycfempreneur.com slash free gift. And I just love helping people bring their ideas to fruition and also love helping them get out there on social media. Because for me, when I got away from Edward Jones, social media was what completely changed the game for me. It helped me reach people that I couldn't have reached door knocking. Cause I don't know if you're familiar with Edward Jones, their business model is door knocking. That's literally how you start your business is you knock on doors. And it was an amazing experience. However, I wouldn't have met the same people had I continued to do that kind of old school brick and mortar style marketing, because once I became uh, an entrepreneur, I didn't have an office that people could walk into. Right. And I did. And social media was just huge for me. So I love sharing the stuff that that has worked really well for me over the years on social media. So we're going to talk a little bit about how not to get started, because when I was 18 years old, I learned about business and marketing and multiple income streams from a business that many of you probably heard of called Amway. So Amway was life-changing for me. I learned what to do and what not to do very quickly when I was in Amway from the age of 18 to 21. I learned that multiple income streams are essential to building an income that is bulletproof, right? So I learned that just selling one type of product, can, like, you know, just selling 
t-shirts with pictures of dogs on them. I mean, that might be great, but you might want to have t-shirts with different breeds of dogs to start to kind of expand your audience. Selling one type of product is usually a really great way to feel the swings in your income. So it's really important, especially when you have a brick and mortar business, because you have that bill every month. That's something that I that's really what sunk me at Edward Jones because I had so many fixed costs. I didn't have the flexibility to have a month that maybe I wasn't making as much money. So fast forward to age 27, about, you know, 10 years, nine years after my Amway experience, I moved from Grand Prairie, Alberta, after being a hairdresser for eight years to Cochrane, Alberta. And I was introduced to the concept of, you know, working in financial services to make money. Now, financial services, you're probably thinking things like financial advisor, stockbroker, life insurance. Absolutely. That's under the umbrella of what I was doing at Edward Jones. And the reason they hired me was because I had recently got my life insurance license and I had been self-employed for years. Those were literally like the two reasons why they're like, yep, you can be a candidate. I went through a pretty rigorous six month hiring process. I had to complete my Canadian securities course um, wealth management essentials. I already had my life insurance license. And then once I jumped through all those hoops, then they brought me on, started paying me a salary and started sending me out to their training center in Mississauga, Ontario. And throughout all of that, I was also doing a lot of this knocking on doors, learning how to have real genuine conversations with people. Now back to my Amway days, how many of you have read how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie? There's a, a, a new age version of it, I guess you could call it, on Audible, where they talk about social media as well. So definitely check that book out. That book was huge for me as a hairdresser, of course, right? Because it's all about them. Keep them talking. Keep them feeling like you really want to know more about what they're talking about, right? And I, I got to say, you guys, like I faked it till I made it for a lot of years. I honestly didn't care what they were talking about a lot of the time. <laughs> But eventually, as I left my sort of selfish early 20s and started to care about others, it became more natural because it became more genuine. I actually really cared about what other people were trying to achieve and were feeling. So um, Amway served me in a lot of ways, again, what to do and what not to do. So how not to get started in any business is to not know how much money you have to work with and how much money you have to invest in your business. So when I was at Edward Jones, I bought a fancy new vehicle. I had a massive vehicle payment. I started buying all the things and all the events and taking clients out to lunch. And I got into so much debt. I was so broke. It was insane. I was so emotionally distraught before I got fired. Getting fired was like, you know, there was this tension in the elastic band and then phew, let it go. And even though for that first day I was like hyperventilating, I also felt an instant relief. So I really don't want you to get to that point if you're not there yet. And one of the things, of course, that we're supposed to be talking about today is how to live frugally in your business. And a big part of living frugally in your business is knowing how much money you have coming in and going out. And I know as a business owner that you can't always predict how much is going to come in, but you definitely need to at least know how much it costs you to live every month bare bones. So if you haven't looked at those numbers lately, I encourage you to look at those numbers. And we're going to come back to that in a bit here. So when it comes to building multiple income streams, sharing what you know is huge. Who are your mentors? I mean, we all have to have help. When I got fired from Edward Jones, 
I quickly hired a business coach. That was life-changing. That led to writing my first book for moms about money. Um, and then I had to trust. There were some times when I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I just had to trust the big guy upstairs was going to take care of me. And a lot of that comes down to knowing that you're making a positive impact on the world. Again, we're going to come back to more of this later because that stuff is huge when it comes to Instagram marketing. The best income stream that I ever created was my first book. I didn't create an income stream because of book sales. I didn't, you know, create an income stream because I thought I was going to become like a best-selling author or anything like that. The, my first book was the ultimate business card slash door opener. That book led to uh, speaking engagements. I was hired to go down to Maryland and speak at the Maryland State Bar Association conference. Um, I got I landed some other speaking gigs here in Canada. I landed clients that wouldn't have, wouldn't have worked with me had I not been an author. Um, it opened so many doors. Um, a lot of people feel that imposter syndrome early on in their businesses. Like they don't really feel like they have enough to give. And if you write a book, you will discover things within yourself that you didn't know were there. You will learn what you stand for if you're not really sure already. And if you are sure already, you'll learn even more of what you stand for. I just, I can't, I can't say enough about writing a book as the ultimate, um, you know, putting your stake in the ground saying, I'm here. I mean, business, I, uh, this is what I stand for. This is, this is what I want to help people with on the cover of a book that took you months to write. So, oh yeah. And so I, I actually on Thursday, I'm doing my first ever writing retreat. I'm taking five ladies to a house out in the bush with no Wi-Fi, no distractions, no cell service, and they're just going to write. And I'm going to put on a couple workshops a day. Uh, Carrie Rose is here. She's going to be attending and so, yeah, keep an eye out on Carrie Rose, uh, Rose's Instagram and Facebook to see her book unfold here in the coming months. It's just my way of sharing the process that I've been through twice now, and I'm doing it a third time. I'm currently writing my third book about building community and how to monetize that community. I don't know what the book is going to be called yet. Yeah, so this would probably be a good time to pause, uh, take a sip of my coffee and ask Mark if there's a couple questions I can maybe ask that have something to do with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a couple of Instagram questions. Okay. Um, Rob's curious about utilizing Instagram for marketing. Uh, John's looking for the benefits of using Instagram as well. So a couple of along the same sort of theme there. Moving on to uh, email lists. So nurturing your email lists. Amanda has a question about doing that more consistently. And um, Rob's followed up with a, a question right on topic from what you've just covered there, Lindsay. Curious about writing a book and uh, minimum viable amount to start with. Hmm. So minimum viable amount of money investment? Rob, could you elaborate a little bit? Maybe unmute yourself and, and uh, yeah. expand. Uh, can you hear me? <laughs> Classic Zoom line. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay, and more on like content and story. Like I know, uh, so I'm into a new venture and I know I've got uh, quite a few stories as I'm having conversations with people and I'm sharing stories to kind of, you know, engage with people and whatnot. Um, just more curious about a minimum viable amount of, um, okay. you know, content to put in the book as opposed to writing a 300 page novel. Like what is a good amount to start with? 
Yeah. Okay. That's a great question about writing a book for sure. Um, for those of you who have uh, a book in your head and in your heart, um, if it's keeping you up at night and you know, you need to do it, you got to do it, right? It's either that or lose a lot of sleep. So for those of you who are feeling like you have that book in you, listen up. There is no right or wrong way to do it, Rob. <laughs> there is no minimum amount of content. There is no minimum amount of pages. The book can be, you know, this is not a very thick book, right? It's not as thick as this one. However, the font is bigger on this one, right? There's little things like that. Um, the book could be, the book could be anything. As far as content goes, I always start with a brain dump of the most pivotal moments of my life in marketing school I teach it. So the most pivotal moments of my life, the greatest aha moments, the most influential people, um, the people that have changed you the most, the people that you are just grateful that they came into your life and taught you something or helped you avoid a big mistake or something like that. So three stories of each. And then the last one, oh, anyway, marketing school girls here, what's the last one? <laughs> Anyway, so writing basically the most like powerful things that have happened to you or that you've made happen. And then once you've got that brain dump list of all that stuff that you want to share with people, then it's a matter of picking the most powerful ones and making sure that you can take them through a progression of positive change. If it's going to be kind of that blend of like self-help and your life story, making sure that there's uh, some actionable steps in that book that they can take to to achieve their desired outcome. And in order to write a book, we need to know who it's for, what they're trying to achieve. We know how we want to help them get there. And then we want to do some research into some of the areas that we want to add some more meat to that maybe we don't have as much experience with because we don't need to know all the answers or be the expert to write a book, right? We, we want to be an expert and we can become a better expert simply by doing what we're about to talk about in this presentation. So let's go there. How about, all right? And everything that we're talking about right now ties into how to talk to people on Instagram. And of course, why, why are we talking to people on Instagram? Because we're growing a community. Because without a community, we don't have people to buy the stuff that we have to offer. We don't have lives to change. So we have to build a community. And Instagram, when done correctly, is a great place to do it. It's my number one uh, place right now besides messenger chat. But the messenger chats come from my students and then go over into Facebook Messenger chat. Um, Instagram is where the community actually interacts and supports one another and learns about what each other are up to and things like that. So I will come back to email lists here in a moment as well. Great question about how to nurture the, the email list. So, so Rob, what have people asked you to build, right? What do people wanna know from you? What, what is that stuff that you've, taken time in your life to learn about that they want to know more about right so a big part of why I wrote my first book was because I was getting asked the same questions over and over again about money management how to save what kind of investments are available to me how do I teach my kids about money as a business owner how do I deal with the fluctuations in income like I put all of that stuff and some of it I didn't know when I had to figure it out and research it I put it all into here right and I did that because um, a, people were asking me, but I also created a survey. So if you listen to your niche audience, that feedback is gold. So of course, marketing gold is creating a survey. The information you gain from that survey is gold. 
Um, so right at the top of your business to-do list, create a survey at MailChimp.com. I used to teach people to use SurveyMonkey.com, but MailChimp.com is better because of what Amanda said about your email list. You want to grow that email list, right? Those are the people that definitely get the stuff you send them, whereas people aren't necessarily going to see your Instagram or Facebook posts, right? So right at the top of your business to-do list, create a survey at MailChimp.com. If you don't have a MailChimp account and you're using another contact management system, see if they have a survey feature in there. If they don't, I recommend switching to MailChimp because even though MailChimp is a little bit convoluted sometimes, if you follow my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Berry, you will always be up to date on what's going on with MailChimp and how to utilize it to its full potential. And it's free up to 2000 contacts. And they didn't pay me to say any of that. Okay. So yeah, feedback is gold. And if you don't know what your target audience wants, it's really hard to write a book for them. It's really hard to create a little video course for them. Um, I encourage to do some free courses and workshops because that's how you're going to get information. And that's how you're going to get those really powerful questions. And that's how you're going to build the most amazing stuff ever is when you have that live audience to help you be better right? Rachel Hollis always says, put out good enough and get feedback. Just put out the stuff that's like what you have to offer right now, the stuff that you know, and the stuff that you, you know, and, and put out questions and then find out how to make it better and then make it better. And so it's always that learning and launching, learning and launching, learning and launching, right? And putting create in there in between each one, actually. Um, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, please type them in the chat. Um, Mark, do we have any new questions? Nothing for now, nothing to add just yet. Okay. Awesome. So using words like I'm curious and I would like to know your opinion, right? So use those powerful words in your sentences, in your questions, right? Let them know Dale Carnegie that you care about them. That's the kind of stuff you ask in a survey, right? It doesn't matter whether or not you change oil in vehicles for a living or you are a hairdresser or you do something that maybe you think that a survey is not applicable to you, you're wrong. It doesn't matter what your business is. I will help you build an amazingly powerful survey that will change the way you think of your clients and the way you think of your business. And it will help you discover new income streams, which is where we're going next. All right. So always give a free gift in return for their time and ideas or feedback. Right. And your survey should be a mix of two to three multiple choice and two to three text boxes. Don't have a survey that's all like describe for me, you know, your most difficult and challenging time in a paragraph. Like we can maybe ask them one of those questions in a survey, but the survey is doing a number of things. It's positioning you as an expert in your field. And the way you do that is by wording the questions in a way that describes their ideal outcome and gives them options of what they want for an ideal outcome. In, in your words, let them pick. Always have an other so they can type in the other. You'll learn tons from that. Um, and then also asking them to describe some of their biggest pain points. In your words, again, always have an other. And then it's okay to ask them to describe a time when they were really happy about blah, 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 or you know their best oil change experience ever, or their favorite hairdresser or whatever, like ask them to describe little things like that, but not a full survey of asking them tons and tons of stuff. You are bribing them with a free gift. So you can kind of, you know, you can kind of go back and forth between multiple choice and text boxes. Um, but this free gift is the ticket to discovering new income streams for you. Let's learn how that works. All right. 
So what will you create as a free gift is the next question I often get. People are like, oh, what am I going to give them? And this is how you discover those new income streams from your core talents. Again, this free gift that I'm giving all of you is going to do two things. It's going to show you that I care about you. It's going to position me as an expert in my field. It's going to grow my email list if you go get it and a whole bunch of other things. So I'm showing you live in action of how to do this. So here are some things you can give as free gifts, checklists, eBooks, videos or courses. They can be video courses. Um, Carrie Rose, we just built her a new video. Um, it's, there's not even any canvas slides in it. It's Carrie Rose doing what she does. All the awesome things that is Carrie Rose with a little bit of text over the video. If you don't know what video app to use, I use WeVideo, wevideo.com. It's great. Um, yeah, you can host a, an event like this, right? This could be a freebie that you can give people. So if you're asking for your, your survey respondents, give them, give them one week to respond and be like, if you respond within this week, you're going to get an invite to this event that's on this date. Make it time sensitive and always put a value on your free gift. I'm going to host a free one hour Zoom workshop about five ways to not suck at video. Megan Casenzo's on here right now. She's a videographer. I'm going to teach you how to not suck at video in five easy steps. If you take my survey, you're going to get a ticket to that event. It's a $49 value. So these are things that you want to do. Um, you can give them a one-on-one. -on -one. I caution you with that because if you don't have a, a relationship with them, a lot of people are kind of like leery to do one-on-ones because they feel like they're just going to get sold to. So it just depends on what you do and how you feel about that. I wouldn't, as you go down this list, these are the kind of harder things, maybe not my favorite things to offer. Um, well, that's not true. These are probably my favorites right here. The coupon is lame. I, I put it there just so that I could diss it. Don't do it. Coupons are lame, okay? They're just, they're lame. They don't build a relationship as well as the other things are on this list. So um, if you've done all of these, you know, and you need, you know, it's the summertime and you want to take a little break from building things, maybe throw a coupon on there, but not as your first free gift, okay? Here's the other thing that's very interesting about this. Many people will not take your survey. And you're probably like, okay, well, then why am I doing it? Well, here's why. Because you going out onto social media, onto Instagram saying, I built a survey, I wanna know your opinion, tell me, you know, I'm curious to know how you feel about this, this, and this. And I'm gonna give you a free gift. That alone, if they do nothing else and they just see that post, you warm their heart a little bit. You're front of mind for them, right? And that's powerful, right? They might just go to your website and buy from you after just seeing that you built a survey, right? All right. If you are currently using this strategy to grow your community, I'd love to know, I'd love to have a couple people unmute themselves and share like what they're doing, how it's working, what's your free gift? People can unmute themselves, right, Mark, or no? Sure can. Okay, yeah, if you wanna be brave and share a little bit about what you're up to, I, it would be really helpful for, I think, people to hear from someone other than me for a minute or two. So does the question make sense? Let's see some nodding. I know some of my girls can share. So I've actually built a couple workshops, Lindsay, because of YYC and, and done that whole thing and went through all of these steps with you and um, in the process of doing an evergreen course, so. It definitely has grown my community for sure. Awesome. So your email list and your Instagram followers, is that what you mean by community? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Rob? Rob, you happy to share? Yeah, for sure. This business is kind of the old me, um, but I have a a language program online since 2008, teaching the Korean language, actually. Um, And same thing. So um, definitely ran a bunch of surveys and through that realized that, uh, you know, realized some information I would have just guessed at and I probably would have been inaccurate. Um, And by doing that, I've allowed people now I have a kind of a segmentation process and they end up depending on their answers on a certain page. And I tailor, you know, my message and my free gift um, to those people based on their answers. And yeah, it, it works great. And it's a great way to start a, uh, a relationship with people. Um, they feel like you kind of get them. So. Cool. What technology are you using, Rob? Like what's the system? Like uh, yeah. So I build my website on using thrive themes um, and thrive themes. If you, if you haven't heard of it uh, is, is pretty fantastic. Cause what they do is provide so they do utilize WordPress, but they provided an entire website builder. But because they're sales and marketing oriented, um, you get a lot of the landing pages and included in that is a quiz builder um, and you and, and kind of this lead. So I, I create the whole funnel um, in Thrive Themes. Cool. Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah, it's awesome. working. Yeah, I'll be checking that out for sure. That's great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks, Rob. Anybody else uh, using, uh, you know, a free gift and, uh, you know, getting people into the so-called funnel, building relationships? Thanks for chiming in, you guys. Um, All right. How can you add a subscription or membership income stream? Um, For those of you who have never thought of this, uh, maybe you feel like it's, or maybe you just feel like it's not applicable to your business. It just comes down to knowing who you're building it for and uh, showing them that you deeply care people, right? So if you actually care about them and you know who who they are, you'll be able to build something. You'll be able to learn what you need to learn to build something. So when it comes to adding new income streams that stem from your core talent, there's often a point in every business owner's life where a subscription or membership service makes sense. So I'm just asking you to consider it Add it to your to-do list as something to explore and to research. I'm not going to dive too heavily into it. Um, I'm definitely going there with the fempreneurs. Um, I'm still building what it's going to look like and growing the community. And uh, so maybe this time next year, if I'm back on the CBN, you know, present, uh, I'm a CBN presenter, I'll have more uh, of the in the trenches information for you. But right now, I just know that it's definitely a, a viable income stream for most business owners, but it's another one of those things that you don't want to rush into it and you don't want to build something that's going to be a headache to keep going because we ultimately are entrepreneurs because we want time and freedom. And so we don't want to build something that's just going to suck our time and freedom. So if you're going to build uh, something like this, put a lot of thought into it, um, you know, get mentors, get people that are business owners, not your job, friends and family, (laughs) talk to them about this kind of thing and ask them for their opinion. And this is where a survey can be very handy. If you've already got a group of clients, um, you know, for example, Carrie Rose, she has a ton of clients. She sees them one-on-one. They come into her practice. If she wanted to turn, you know, a lot of uh, what she knows into a subscription or membership business, who's she going to go and ask how they want it to look? probably all of those people, right? And then they're probably gonna tell a few people that don't even know Carrie and she's gonna end up with a larger group of subscribers or member, members of her new thing, right? 
So just something to consider and to ponder. What do you do with sur surplus income? We're jumping back to this concept of living frugally in our business so that we can keep our business going and so that we don't spend our, our business into bankruptcy. So as an entrepreneur, you really have two options of what to do with that surplus income. And that can be at the end of the week, that can be at, at the end of the month, that can be at the end of the year. Um, how will you choose to invest in your future is really the question that it comes down to. Are you gonna, you know, is a new purse gonna change the way your life looks five years from now? Probably not. You know, guys, like a new, you know, a new 270 for moose hunting, is that gonna change your life <laughs> five years from now? I don't know, probably not as much as some other things that we could do with that money. So putting a lot of thought into where our money is going and really analyzing the options for say an extra hundred dollars is going to change the way your business looks and the way your entire life looks because your business fuels your life five years from now. So that's just a little plug for being more mindful. And really for me, you know, for example, I just recently got, you know, some new hats done up at Shannon Designs here in Cochrane. Um, you know, that's a hundred bucks. I could have totally, you know, done something else with, right. I could have bought some new jeans. I could have went out for a night with the girls and bought a round of drinks for everybody. But ultimately we have to decide what we're going to do with our money. And I'm not preaching that I always make the right decision because I don't, but living frugally in your business is huge. And one of the biggest uh, lessons that I learned when I bought that new Toyota 4Runner was that looking like a big deal is expensive when you can't afford it. And it's expensive, not just financially, but emotionally. It's hard. It sucks having to ask your mom for money because you can't get through the, the, the month. And I have had to do that a number of times. Thank God it's been years. But my mom luckily still talks to me because it was a rough time. <laughs> And she told me more than once to go get a job. I'm glad I didn't listen to her on that front, but I'm also glad I had my hairdressing um, business throughout those years of building my financial services business and now my marketing business. Because again, multiple income streams, people, we need those multiple income streams, right? So if there's things that you're good at that maybe aren't in line with your core business, um, you wanna market them separately for sure. You don't wanna confuse people. Um, you would want to have, for example, I have, I still have a, a beauty by Lindsay hairdressing Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group. It's an invite only thing that I control. I still have that. Right. But I don't put that kind of stuff out there as much, you know, in my marketing, in my marketing, my marketing, marketing. Yes. I just said that because it, it, it might confuse people. Right. So thinking about where that sur surplus income should go um, and thinking about what brings you more joy, not just now, but in the future, that was a, a really big mindset shift for me. So I really just wanted to share that with all of you guys. because I think it, it's something that we need to talk about more um, as a group of entrepreneurs, because really back in 2011, when I first landed my big girl job, I used to call it, um, I was pretty much just here, right? I was, I was hanging out with, uh, you know, pretty much with a sea full of scary things, <laughs> pretty much terrified most of the time. And I had, but I, but I looked like I had it together and I, and I'm not dissing that phase. I, it was a great phase. We all had to do it. Um, but once I looked at the numbers associated with the mess I was making for myself financially, I was like, I have to change this. And I know Megan Casenzo is about to publish her first book and it's going to talk about a lot of this. 
So make sure um, to follow her when you see her um, contact info come up in the chat. She's written a book about digging herself out of a similar situation and it's really, really common. So if any of you are there right now, there is hope. Don't feel defeated. Start making those little baby steps, those little changes and knowing your numbers is a big part of it. You got to start there because it's just like, you know, with diet and exercise, how do we make positive change? If we don't know where we're at right now, we need to see the numbers associated with where we're at right now and maybe feel a little bit ill and a little bit sort of disgusted with it for a minute or two before we start moving forward. Right. So one of the biggest changes for me was uh, Dave Ramsey's book called the total money makeover. That book was huge for me. And uh, if you haven't read it, it'll, it'll give you a ton of great meat while you wait for Megan's book to come out. All right. So seek the answers you're looking for so that your business can have more fuel. Really, you, you want to be, um, you want to be surrounded by other entrepreneurs. And that's really why I created the YYC Fempreneur community was out of selfishness mostly because I needed to be around more people that thought like me and less people like God bless her. But my mom, who was like, go get a job. <laughs> I needed to be around people that didn't think it was crazy to really want to follow my heart and find ways to monetize my brain, right? To find ways to learn new things and monetize it and learn new things and monetize it and do it in a way that comes from a place of love. So keep seeking the answers you're looking for, right? Keep asking questions and ask the right people. <laughs> and this is so your business can have more fuel, right? And this is also in seeking the answers to your money questions, right? Finding out if there's better ways to, you know, pay off debt, if there's better ways to finance something, if there's other options of getting that thing you think you need other than paying for it <laughs> legally. So keep asking the questions and doing the research. We all have a level playing field. Nobody needs to go to university or college for this stuff. We have the internet, right? We might have to sift through some weird information sometimes, but we all have a level, level playing field. I often tell my marketing school girls, 80% of what I teach in my marketing school, I learned on Google, right? I learned it from figuring it out. Let's dive into Instagram marketing because I know a lot of you are like, why am I trying to do this? <laughs> it feels like I'm swimming and treading water and getting nowhere, right? And if that's you, you're not alone. Uh, my social media nerdiness came from LinkedIn. Once I figured out how to make a great, you know, I don't know, build a great community on LinkedIn. I took the stuff that was working on LinkedIn and I moved it onto Facebook and I kind of ignored LinkedIn after that. I'm a little bit active on LinkedIn, but not really. Once I took it to Facebook, then I went higher, right? I went, learn more things, awesome stuff. Um, and the biggest thing for both of the successes that I found both with LinkedIn and Facebook was knowing who I serve. And for those of you who have a really hard time being niche, because you feel like you're like, leaving some people behind and you feel kind of like, Oh, but I'm, I can't talk to 39 forever moms about their money. Cause what about all the 39 not moms? And what about all the dudes? And what, like, I had to overcome all of that. And I had to just go, no, I'm going to talk to the people that ask me the most questions that, you know, for some reason that I have more clients in this category. So obviously I'm doing something that really appeals to them. I'm going to go to where I feel I'm supposed to go. And I'm not going to feel like everyone is like, just over there and not paying attention anymore either, because 
you're still going to get people that aren't in your niche asking you for help is the other thing. So first of all, knowing who you serve, how you serve them and what they want from you. And if you don't know what they want from you, then that's why you've got the survey at the top of your business to-do list, right? I saw a question about keeping businesses separate so they don't overlap. Um, that's a pretty individualized question. Um, however, back to what I said about hairdressing and being a marketing person, they don't really work well together. So I do keep them separate. Um, yeah. Oh, that was Rob on Instagram. Yeah. So, so if you have separate businesses, it's often a good idea to have separate Instagram accounts for those two businesses. Um, however, I would caution you to start using both of them at the same time right? What I did with the 39 forever mom, I still have that Instagram account, but I haven't posted on it in almost a year and a half. I still have it sitting there. The last post that you'll see, which was posted almost a year and a half ago was if you want to learn more about, you know, marketing and money and stuff for women, go to YYC Fempreneurs. That's where I'm hanging out now. So all the other content is still there. There's still lots of good stuff there, but that's how I transitioned. But if you have two totally separate businesses, um, Oh, that's a hard one. Like you can't combine them into one Instagram account. You just shouldn't do it. But at the same time, it's kind of an individualized thing. So we might have to chat about that, Rob. So when it comes to Instagram marketing, it's about doing what you just did. It's about seeing someone at a party, seeing them on a Zoom call, not just following them, right? Not just following them. Go through their stuff. If you see something that catches your eye, a post, and you're like, oh, this post is really cool. Look how, look how her daughter is smiling so big hit the hard button and then do the next best thing, which is this, put a comment below and say, your daughter's smile is so beautiful or say something that's relevant to the picture. Okay. Be a human being. Social media is where human beings interact with human beings. Now I understand what you're thinking about social media because there are a lot of bots. They call them robots or bots for short. And there are actually softwares out there programs that are designed to to impersonate humans on social media and it's how they get more followers right but it's really easy to detect a bot because a bot wouldn't have commented on that picture with your daughter's smile is so beautiful the the, the comment would have been amazing or a smiley face it wouldn't have been relevant to that picture so if you're going to be out there on social media, actually trying to build real relationships by real conversations, say something relevant to the picture. The next step is a DM. Now, a DM is tricky if you haven't actually met the person or been following them for a while because you don't know enough about them necessarily. But a DM or a direct message is a really great way to open a conversation. And you don't necessarily want to ask them to do anything for you for quite a while. You want to do uh, the Tim Ferriss style. How, how many of you guys know who Tim Ferriss is and have read the four hour work week or listened to the Tim Ferriss show podcast? Yeah. Okay. Check it out. If you haven't, uh, the Tim Ferriss show podcast is awesome. Um, he taught me a long time ago how to ask people for things. And it's by not asking for things for a very long time. It's about commenting. It's about sending messages. It's about complimenting the heck out of them, not in a super kiss assy kind of way, but complimenting them and showing them that you see them, that you like what they're up to. Right. And that's how you stay front of mind. So that then if you eventually do ask them for something like, Hey, I'm hosting a free blah, 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 or I built this thing that I'd really love your feedback on after you've supported them for a while, 
maybe you've tagged one of your friends in a couple of their posts that you think would be relevant to them, they're more likely to be open to, you know, what you have to say. Now, if all of this sounds like too much work and you don't want to do it, my question for you is how bad do you want it? Let that sit for a minute. How bad do you want your business to be a success? Because a business is nothing by opening the doors and flipping the open sign. That's not a business. A business is people who want what you have to offer. And if no one knows what you have to offer, and if we can't be out and about as much anymore because of COVID, Instagram is going to be the way you can meet people and have real conversations with them. Now you can do everything I just described on LinkedIn. If LinkedIn's your jam, do what I just described on LinkedIn. It's absolutely possible, right? But I'm here to talk about Instagram marketing. So we're gonna go back to Instagram. Um, okay, so benefits and how to do Instagram marketing. Uh, one thing that often comes up, I'm surprised no one's asked about this, maybe Mark, someone has, hashtags. Not yet, no. Interesting. If you wanna learn a little bit about hashtags, type hashtags in the comment. And if you don't, we won't go there. All right, hashtags. So a hashtag is something that starts with this little number sign. Those of us who were born before, you know, 1982 would call this a number sign, but a lot of people call that the hashtag, right? So how hashtags work is they group content um, by like common topics and common themes. So hashtag YYC, right? Hashtag YYC entrepreneur. Um, hashtag, whoops, hashtag love horses, right? Hashtag boss babe. And then if you add YYC to the end, then you're targeting two things in one hashtag. Now, those of you who have an Instagram account for your business, I want you to open up something that you posted recently on your Instagram account. And if there isn't a little view insights button at the bottom of your image, a little blue tappable text that says view insights. If that's not there, then you don't have a business or professional as they call it now, Instagram account and you need that because you need to see where your people are coming from. So once you've tapped view insights, then you scroll up. Yes, you can scroll up. This is also new to me. I learned this like four or five months ago and it's been mind blowing. You can actually see where the, the traffic came from. You can see how people found your posts. And if you're not using hashtags, there'll probably be a zero next to hashtags. But if you're posting things like Cochrane moms or Cochrane dads, some people who are using that hashtag here in Cochrane who aren't following you on Instagram will see your post. That's what hashtags are. So there's three types of hashtags. There's your location specific hashtags, right? There's your, um, your business industry hashtags, which you want to steer away from those for the most part, because the people you want to reach aren't necessarily the other people that do what you do, unless you're a business coach for people in that same industry, then maybe you'd want to target them that way. Um, and then the third is just personal interests. So like baseball, horses, uh, Star Wars, whatever, stuff like that. So those are your three types of hashtags. And you and can blend the two. Yeah. Lizzie, wonder if you could just expand on it. what impressions means on Instagram. You were just covering that. If you could just expand on that for a moment. 
Yeah. So impressions is, uh, is how many times someone either scrolled past, like it came up in their feed, right? Like, and they actually have to sort of pause just for even like 0.2 of a second for it to be considered an impression. So they may or may not have actually really absorbed the information if there was text under the image or text on the image, you can't really gauge it. It's not a really great gauge, unfortunately. If you want more information on that, um, because I don't honestly pay much attention to the impressions, then just Google like Instagram impressions, what does it mean? Or something like that, throw something like that into a Google chat or a Perfect. Google search. Perfect, thank you. Yeah, for sure. So ways to grow your community using Instagram, of course, are launching your giveaways and free gifts. And of course, your free gifts are going to send them to that one golden link on your Instagram. This is one thing that a lot of business owners find frustrating about Instagram is, oh, I only get one link. Okay, well, what is your homepage of your website look like? A lot of people are using Linktree on Instagram. And I think that that kind of sucks. That's probably great for people who don't have a website. But if you have a website, the first thing people should see is some clickable links to the things you're talking about on your Instagram or on LinkedIn, right? Any social media channel. Social media is meant to drive them to our website because that boosts our SEO so that we, when people search how to do Instagram marketing, I want my website to come up and it's not going to come up if nobody ever goes on my website because that's how the world of Google SEO works, right? The more frequently visited websites naturally come up higher on those lists when um, the right words are typed into Google. So I can send them from, I can update my little link on Instagram to a MailChimp landing page link and change that link every couple of weeks as I change my freebies, but then I'm completely bypassing my website, right? And the way I do things, and I was actually teaching this this morning, so you'll be able to find this video on my YouTube channel later this week. I actually teach people how to have them start on your website, MailChimp landing page, back to your website. And because they've been on your website twice, that actually boosts your SEO twice as much. Okay. So go follow me on it's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why we're doing all of this is to show them that we care, make sure that they know that we're here and we're going to help them and then give them something for free that proves that to them. And in order to get that free thing, we need their email address, right? You want to grow your community with videos. So just making little videos of yourself and putting them on your Instagram and stories are huge. So the stories are those little circles across the top. Those things that are only there for 24 hours are viewed more than the timeline or the feed, the scroll up stuff. Those posts are, they're not getting viewed as much as stories. So videos always make your videos this way, not this way, right? Because that's just, people are looking at stuff on their phones more than their computer, right? and make sure that your website looks good mobile. If you make some changes to your website, hit the publish button, pop onto your phone, look at what you just did on your phone. If it looks like crap on your phone, fix it because most people are gonna look at your website from their phone. Um, consistency is important. If you have trouble with consistency, I recommend batching all of your social media posts onto Sundays or Mondays or one day a week, schedule yourself two hours Guard that time like it's your newborn baby and don't let kids or phone ringing or laundry get in the way. Jump on canva.com, build some posts or make a few videos on your phone. And uh, yeah, and Rob's saying that uh, thrivethemes.com is a, also a great tool, not something I'm familiar with, but I'm definitely gonna check it out. 
Um, so what I use is a free, uh, free thing called facebook.com slash creator studio. So this is how you can post to your Instagram right from your desktop. You can also post to Facebook right from your desktop. So what I like to do is build my content in here in Canva, what you're looking at right now, and then post it there so that it comes out on the day and time that I want it to. If you want to get really nerdy, you can research when things do the best, when like at what time, like for example, like is two o'clock on a Tuesday, the prime time of the week, and it changes all the time. And that's why I don't pay attention to it. But if you really want to get nerdy, you can check that out. Um, and of course, depending on your time zone, that's going to be different. So if you're researching, um, yeah, anyways, make sure you're researching your own area as well. So facebook.com slash creator studio is just a really cool and free way to schedule posts. And if you're posting a lot of video, um, you can definitely just do that on the fly. You know, you can be sitting in your car waiting for your kid to be done hockey, which I do a lot. You can post a little video being like, hey, for those of you who haven't grabbed the free gift at yycfemprinters.com yet, it's there only for another couple of days. Make sure you get it. There will be a new freebie um, coming out later this week. So if you've already got it, make sure to check back. I'll just say a little something, something because marketing is building relationships. And the best way to build relationships is through conversation. And the best way to have conversation is in a video because I mean, they can't necessarily talk back to you, but they feel like you're talking to them because they see you, they see your facial expressions. They get a sense of your character. It's the best way to be doing your marketing. Um, someone that's been doing a kick-ass job of her marketing lately since she took it over is Amanda Talk at West Valley Chiropractic, who's here. She does a great job. So if you're not following her, she posts little videos and fun things and pictures of her husband, Aaron, looking like, uh, what's that guy's name where he does like the, anyways, I can't remember, but she, it's hilarious. So it's a combination of hilarious and important. And that's really what you want to create on social media. You want to be that blend of, I'm a business owner and I have awesome stuff to offer you, but I'm also super fun and funny uh, and entertaining. And here's a little glimpse into my life, right? Give people some behind the scenes. Instagram is a great place to do all of the above. Whereas LinkedIn can be a little tricky for that, right? Like I tend to lean a little bit outside the typical LinkedIn box. <laughs> um, I tend to go a little more fun and a little less uh, maybe serious at times, which I don't know, nobody's ever complained, but maybe Maybe that's just not what everybody wants to see, but quite frankly, I don't care. But I find my style is more suited to Instagram because I don't, I'm not going to just sell to people all the time. I'm going to definitely offer them some tools, but I'm also going to give them glimpses into my life. I'm going to introduce them to lots of other business owners as well. Um, for those of you who don't shout out other business owners often on your social media, whatever platform you're using, start doing it. Because remember what we talked about with like my community and your community, they should be friends. Like that's how you do that. Right. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that the structure piece that I listed on the bottom here, um, this is something that is when I say structure, what I mean mostly is structuring your week so that you've got that bit of time set aside to work on your social media, but also structuring your social media in a way that it's not always selly. And it's not always like, buy from me, buy from me. Here's what you, you know, can get structured in a way that blends the fun and the behind the scenes with the, you need to act now. And here's this thing that you should go get, like just structure it in a way that's a blend of both and kind of look at the types of posts 
um, you're using. And that free gift that I uh, have for you at wowicfempreneur.com slash free gift, that's going to go more into the structure side of it and kind of how I do that. So make sure to go and grab that. Before I take some more questions, I just want to let you know there's a couple awesome free things available to the ladies in the crowd. Uh, so for those of you who are gentlemen, please pass this information on to the women in your life who either have a business or a business idea. We're doing a max leadership and marketing conference, three days of free information, three free zoom sessions like this, where they're actually going to get to meet the other attendees. Um, they're going to get lots of free value out of that three day workshop, January 4th to 6th. And, um, that's at wowacfempreneurs.com. And the directory, I just launched a new directory on the, on the website because a lot of the fempreneur grads that come out of the marketing school, they're like, we have all these different chat groups in messenger, but we'd like like a one-stop shop to find each other and to kind of see what each other are up to and like get their social links. So I've created a directory and it's not just for grads. It's for any female entrepreneur in the Calgary area. So we've got women in there from Grand Prairie, Edmonton, Red Deer, Okotoks. It's kind of all of Alberta and a little bit of BC even so far. Um, yeah, we've got some people in Golden and anyways, so it's, if you know of a female entrepreneur who would like to have a free portal to maybe getting some new clients or meeting some new people, the, the directory is definitely an option. She can submit her listing there and that's all I have. And yeah, I'd love to open the floor to questions or um, if any of you have something in line with this that you'd love to share with the other entrepreneurs on the call, feel free to chime in. Did have one more question to uh, to raise there. So uh, MJ had a question about a good number to launch a course via email list. So where is a good starting point, or what is a minimum? Perhaps uh, maybe referring to that minimum viable number for uh, for launching a, a course online. So launching a course like a minimum number of email subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Is this a paid course? I guess it's probably a paid course. You know, I don't know that they're, I'm one of those people and I preach this all the time is throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. What's the worst that can happen? If, if it doesn't happen, no one will know it didn't happen. So it's kind of like the survey, you put it out there and you look like an expert because you put it out there. You put out a, a course and you slap a price tag on it and you have a sign up link and nobody goes there. Nobody knows that nobody went there. <laughs> so I would just question, you know, what's the worst that can happen. And the common thing that people do is, and I did this so many friggin' times. Oh my gosh. I built these massive presentations and workshops and courses and then nobody wanted it. So don't build it until you have people signed up. Okay. Anybody else? So just to expand on that one a little, Lindsay, MJ has, uh, it's both free and paid courses. And she's started building her email list and have a, she has 115, 115 on there uh, now to get started with. Okay, the 115 number is less important than the open rate of your emails. How many people are opening those emails? And then look at the click rate. How many people are clicking something in that email? Or did they just open it and then leave, right? So look at those numbers more so than the number of subscribers. Uh, a question for you as well, I guess more for myself, but um, I wonder whether MailChimp, the ability to sign up for that proposed course or, or what, you're, what you're throwing out there, you know, I wonder if MailChimp is a good option for gathering subscribers or gathering registrations or something like that, much like we do for these events. Oh yeah, that's all I use. It's all I use. It's all I teach. 
Um, it's all MailChimp. Yeah, and Kajabi is great too. Um, I'm not sure there's a free version of Kajabi. MJ, is there a free version of Kajabi? I'm actually looking to transition some of my stuff onto Kajabi because, well, getting ready for the conference because <laughs> that's going to be big. Free 14-day trial. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I, I tend to teach free stuff in my marketing school and therefore I use it because I want to make sure I'm always up on what's happening. Um, and I am, I, I'm actually really in love with the idea of moving a couple of my things onto Kajabi. Um, but I will keep being the MailChimp nerd because again, a lot of the girls that I meet, their businesses are new. They don't have a lot of investment capital into their business. So they can't be signing on to these subscription-based things like Kajabi and whatnot. But yeah, so MailChimp is where, so if you click on anything on here, like for example, you click on conference, and you click on any of this stuff here, it takes you to a MailChimp landing page. You can see that at the beginning, it's got the MailChimp preface there. So all this stuff is MailChimp landing pages. When you click the submit button, and again, I was teaching the girls this this morning on my mastermind session, and there's and the recording will be on YouTube later this week. Once you click here, you want them to go back to your website, right? And you also, very important, want them to receive an email. And that email is automated through MailChimp, and this is all free. And that happens while you're sleeping, walking your dog, having beers with your friends. Like you want this automation stuff set up, right? And it's all free through MailChimp. Rob just pointed out there um, the difference between MailChimp and Kajabi being totally different beasts. And I guess they do different things, don't they, Lindsay? Well, I'm, I'm, I know a little bit about Kajabi. Um, I know that that's where I'm kind of looking to go with some evergreen stuff. Um, but yeah, it's not something that I've, I haven't really compared apples to apples very much yet. Um, but yeah, I, Rob, I'll reach out to you if you have more of the Coles notes on the comparisons. I'd love to like save myself hours and just have a chat with you. So I'll reach out to you for sure. Yeah, no problem. Kajabi's just like a way bigger, I mean, it's a platform, community, course, hosting, everything. Whereas MailChimp is like email autoresponder, right? Right. <clears throat> yeah. 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 MailChimp does have a lot of uh, integrations, like with uh, lots of different apps. So um I'm, I'm really happy with how it, you know, integrates with things like Square. So you can actually sell right from, you know, your MailChimp uh, stuff. But I definitely am looking more into like what you're talking about with, with automating courses and things like that. So, yeah. And I use Moonclerk as my payment system. And um, so for an example of uh, Moonclerk, I use Moonclerk. They also have a digital download feature. So what I'll often do is embed those Moonclerk links right into my MailChimp emails. So for example, this is um, a Moonclerk link that you're gonna go to right now and you click on FemTeam, takes you to the payment page for my mastermind group. So you can also have this go to, um, can have this go to a digital download where they can actually pay for a course right here and then they can have access to the course. So um, I've found ways around Kajabi, much less expensive ways around Kajabi, but I do know that Kajabi from what I've heard is amazing. So yeah, like again, Rob, thanks for, for pushing me a little more in that direction. I do need to go there eventually, so. Uh, a question for you, um, Lindsay from Vivian. Go ahead, Vivian. Lindsay, um, when a person does a video, do you know any software that makes the video prettier? Like, like filter type prettier? Yeah, you know, like, because, you know, when it's just a video, it's not really very nice. Like, you know. <laughs> Wait, can you describe more about what you mean by prettier? Because I think you're very pretty. I would watch a video of just you. <laughs> more presentable. 
because I find the video is like right in your face and it would be nicer if it was more at a distance kind of thing and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm going to let Megan Crescenzo take this one. I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like this is more of like a lighting and backdrop issue, Megan. What are you, or are you thinking other things? I would say you just find a nice like uh, background and then you can have some nice like warm light on you if you want to look prettier <laughs> and make sure that you frame it. So it's, you know, not just your head, you want to make sure you have like at least your shoulders, um, even like a medium shot if you feel and uh, just make sure you can, you can position the camera just slightly up that people look better when the, they're looking up as opposed to the camera down and you looking down at the camera, does that make sense? And then with your lighting, you wanna make sure you don't have like, I'm saying this in my office, but uh, <laughs> uh, super bad overhead lighting, super bad underneath lighting. You want something that's kind of um, like, a, like a main light, a little bit of backlight, a little bit of fill light. But if you are limited on, on lighting, just pick something that's just more, a little bit more frontal and is a little softer, not super direct. Yeah. Does that, hopefully those awesome. things help you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vivian, are you also wanting to kind of chop chunks of the video out and like piece it together and add text over it, or maybe build something in Canva and then layer that on the video? Or like, is that kind of also what you're talking about? Yeah, so you just mentioned Canva. Is that one of the one softwares to use? Canva, I build more of the still stuff, although they've added some video feature to it lately. I haven't played with it a lot. My go-to video editor is my phone, number one. <laughs> but you can't necessarily take a chunk out of the middle of the video, right? On the phone editors that we all have that are just your stock editor. So I go to WeVideo, wevideo.com because for years I used iMovie on my Mac and WeVideo is from what I can tell the most similar to iMovie. So that's why I really like it. And that's where you can, um, you can actually change the colors. You know, if you want to soften it, brighten it, if you want to, um, yeah, you could add filters. You could actually create a transparent uh, you know, skin colored sort of transparent thing. You could layer that over your whole video using Canva and WeVideo. That's probably a conversation we should have another time. Um, but yeah, WeVideo is my, is my go-to and you can actually get their flex plan. It's like a one-time purchase. So you're not subscribing to it. Like I am, it's a one-time purchase, I think 29.99 us and you get 20 minutes of finished video for that. And it's a good way to see if you like it and want to use it. Thank you. Welcome. Any, uh, any final comments to wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yycfempreneur.com slash free gift to grab your free gift. Uh, and then later today, yycfempreneur.com slash CBN to grab this video recording. And remember the conference in January for female entrepreneurs, send them over to the website and hope to see you on Instagram at yycfempreneurs. I'd love to chat with you a little bit in the DM. Let me know what your key takeaway was from today. Let me know how I can help you. And uh, really excited that you all showed up today. It was a really, really great session. Thank you for all the questions and I uh, would love some feedback on it again. So let's have a chat in, uh, in Instagram Messenger. Absolutely. And thank you, Lindsay, for taking the time out of your day to share such a broad range of, of knowledge and insight and, and great questions as well. Hey, Fempreneurs, just a few things before you get on with your day. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for listening to the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast and for sharing it with other Fempreneurs. 
Um, my name is Lindsay Berry. If we haven't met yet, I would love to connect with you. Please head over to Instagram at YYC Fempreneurs and connect with us. You could also connect with us through the podcast at Fempreneur Marketing on Instagram. Now, I want to share with you a couple things before you go and get on with your day. And that is that this community, this Fempreneur community that I've created wouldn't be here if it wasn't for women like you. However, you still might be wondering, well, how do I actually experience the benefits of this community? How do I connect with the women in this community? Well, there's a number of ways you can do that. And the first way is no matter where you are in Canada, you can connect with us once a month at our Fab Five speed dating events. That's Fab, F-A-B, short for fabulous, five, the number five, speed dating. And what these events are is we jump on Zoom and we do some intros and we have a powerful talk about something to do with our businesses, something to do with life. And then we break out into breakout sessions on Zoom. And if you haven't used that feature of Zoom yet, I encourage you to check it out. It's really cool. So what I do is I create breakout rooms at whatever number I need to, to make sure that there's two people in each room. And the goal, we have five of those breakout sessions. And so at the end of our hour and a half together, you've connected with five fempreneurs one-on-one for about seven minutes each. So it's not really speed dating because you get a pretty decent amount of time to connect with these women. And yeah, so if you want to sign up for the next one, just go to yycfempreneurs.com slash fab five. That's F-A-B and the number five. And you can sign up for the next one there. It's totally free and my gift to you. And I would just love to meet you and connect you with other fempreneurs. Also, the conference is coming up in January. You can find that at yycfempreneurs.com slash conference. And then marketing school, which starts up on January 13th, I believe. So that is the next opportunity for you to experience a live marketing school that lasts six weeks where we connect as a group every week. You get a couple one-on-ones included in that with me, and you're going to learn so, so much about marketing, and you're going to take your business to the next level and connect with so many more of the right people on social media. So I hope to see you soon. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening.